Awesome. So yeah, so 2019 was a very, very interesting um, year for me. It was the year where I moved from mighty Leicester um, to the capital of London, which is Croydon. Woo! Yes, 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 yes. And also 2019 um, was the year where I said, you know what, I really want to take my health seriously. And um, 2018 was a year where, if I was being honest, I just indulged. And I just indulged in so many um, snacks and so many, you know, sugary, you know, delicious, you know, mm, I'm even thinking about it right now. Um, and I said to myself that, okay, um, 2019, I'm because I'm such an energetic person, I like to be free. So I like to be quick. I like to be able to do a lot. And I was like, do you know what, 2019, I want to be faster. I want to be able to jump. Literally, I want to be able to... I want to feel like I'm flying. I want to be that energetic. So I said, okay, I'm going to start a gym regime. And honestly, I was doing so well. Like, I was so committed and I was so disciplined. And, but however, when I moved down from Leicester to, you know, the capital of London, Croydon, whew, when I moved down to Croydon, um, there's something that came to my attention that normally I could resist because of my geographical um, location. But however, because I was now in Croydon, there was something that every time um, I would pass this particular place, it would stare me in the face and I couldn't resist. And it was as if that all of my defenses would calm down and all of a sudden I lost composure. And this thing that I saw was Morley's. Oh, good. Morley's, okay, and if you don't know what Morley's is, okay, Morley's is a chicken joint. Wait, do, that's more, that's American, isn't it? Chicken shop, okay. So Morley's is a chicken shop. I'll be honest, um, I've been to Chick-fil-A in New York, so I will not say that Morley's is the best chicken shop in the world, but I'll definitely say it is up there. And um, with me, like, let me, let me just quickly um, tell you about my order. So this is what I like to order. I like to order um, a tower burger. So it has um, a chicken fillet, um, it has a hash brown, yep. And it has a melted cheese and lettuce. And it's also just lightly, um, lightly layered with burger sauce and, you know, with the bun on top, very beautiful. And then also, I like to have some fries on the side, soaked in burger sauce, it has to be soaked. And um, also, um, I like to, just because I can, I like to have some, you know, I think like six chicken wings on the side as well. And then to top all of that up, um, I also have a strawberry Mirinda. Woo! Yes! I don't know why people drink the orange one. The strawberry one is where it's at. It's where it's at. And I just love the sensation of when I finish my Morley's and I can feel that the strawberry syrup just massaging the chicken down my esophagus. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. But I have an issue with Morley's. And my issue with Morley's is this, is that Morley's, um, because of my new commitment to the gym, 
after eating Molly's, um, I wake up the morning after, I'm like, okay, before work, and I'm like, let me go to the gym. And I'll be on the treadmill, and I'm like, ah, like ah, I'm not as quick. And I'm, I'm just, I'm getting, um, I'm, it's, it's, it's as if I'm just losing my breath um, so much quicker. And it's really, really annoying me because um, I'm like, in order for me to actually progress in my, in my health, in my stamina, especially when it comes to the treadmill, I might have to give up Morley's. But we'll still talk about that. You know, God, we're still discerning that. But I might actually have to, I might actually have to give up Morley's. And even though that's kind of just a comical story, I kind of feel like 2020 is going to be like that where we actually have to give up some stuff in order for God to actually accelerate us, in order for God to actually exalt us and to put us on the platform that he wants us to be on. And um, if I was to confess, okay, I need to confess something. I am a bit of a geek, just a tiny bit. I'm not too much of a geek that when you meet me, um, you're freaked out, but just a bit of a geek where if you were to talk to me, you think, yeah, he's a bit weird, but we can deal with it. And one thing that I love to geek out on, and it's, it's kind of weird, but one thing I love to geek out on is that I love looking at history and just seeing how culture has evolved and adapted. And I just, I just love studying that. And I remember earlier this year, I basically um, studied um, what are the social norms from our parents, um, some of our parents, well, my parents' generations, um, who were born in the 1960s, compared to millennials and Generation Z, who were born in the 1980s and the 1990s and early 2000s. I wanted to see what, what are some of the new social norms that are in our day. And I read one report that said, a new social norm is to send news to other people. That that is the social norm, that is, um, <laughs> that is popular um, culture. And, um, and I, was, I was very surprised by this because obviously, I guess in my parents' generation, that was not a social norm. But it's now a social norm to um, send news to other people or perhaps just to um, post um, a picture that's kind of seen as soft porn on Instagram or just a little bit that almost implicits or um, implies something. And when I was a kid, um, I remember my mom um, saying something to me. Like, I remember my mom, um, I would come back from school and uh, my friends would be doing something and I would say to my mom that, um, mom, can I do this? And she's like, no. I'm like, ah, mom, mom, but why? And I was, and literally, I used to say these epic words. I used to say, but my friends Matt get to do it, and my friend Sam get to do it. How come I can't get to do it? And who knows the response that my mom said to me? Who can guess? Okay, you guys all spoke at once. I don't know what you said. Okay, so this is what my mom will say to me. She used to say to me, just because they have done it, must you? Exactly, so maybe you guys have the same mom. But that's what my mom says to me, that just because, you, just because um, your friends are doing it, must you do it? And she'd go on top of all of that to actually add an analogy. And she'll say, just because if Matthew was to jump off a cliff, will you now come and join him? And on top of that, I might hear another example that says, if Chris was now to put his hand in fire, would you now put your hand in fire? Or if you were to, if, if, what are some of my other friends? Um, 
Okay, Jesse, okay, yeah, wow, you're really name dropping. Okay, but if Jesse was to cross the street and there was a car coming, would you now come? I'm like, okay, I kind of get the analogies. And I kind of feel like that um, relates to relates to Christians for today. Because the world has its own way of navigating different situations in life. The world has its own way of navigating life, navigating faith and spirituality, navigating sex and sexuality, navigating family, navigating health, navigating finances, and even navigating brokenness. And what I want us, and what I want to ask you today, that just because the world does it, must we do it as well? And I feel like the issue nowadays that for some of us who call ourselves Christians is that we literally ask God, use us, use us. And we sing songs like, I give myself away. But the reality is, we actually get so grumpy if God does not put us on those platforms. If God does not give us the subscribers that perhaps some of our other Christian bloggers have. Or if perhaps we do not have the level of influence. And the thing is, because of our addiction to Instagram, Snapchat, our devotion to Twitter, Netflix, and the music of today, we've become so impregnated with the world's culture that if God was to exalt us or to if God was to exalt us to a particular platform or to give us a particular opportunity, the thing that will come out of us will be no different from the world around us. And that is the reality. Why would you exalt somebody? who has a culture that contradicts you. And the reason why I'm speaking like this is because I believe that 2020 is a year where God actually wants to exalt his believers, where God actually wants to use his believers to literally bring a cultural change. But in order for, in order for someone to bring a cultural change, they can't be defined by the culture itself. I find it really interesting the story of David. David um, when, it, when it came to um, the battle, um, when it came to David and Goliath, the Bible talks about how the other Israelites, how everyone else was afraid. Everyone else was literally in this place where they were looking at Goliath and they're like, we can't beat this guy. But whilst everyone was looking at Goliath in fear, David was in the field. And the Lord told me that in order for him to change a culture, in order for him to actually switch up a narrative in a region, in a people group, in a community, he brings someone outside of that culture, someone who's not defined by that culture. And I feel like 2020 is a year where some of us, we actually just need to get rid of the world's culture, where we say, God, you know what? I am going to partner with you. And even perhaps for some of us, it might not necessarily be sin, but it might just be things that for us in particular, like me with Morley's boy, for us in particular, we just have to cut it off in order for us to have the humility and in order for us to actually have the characteristic to progress forward in what God is calling us to do. So I'm going to end soon just because I know that um, it's almost midnight. But I just want to talk about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the perfect people who should have conformed to the world's culture, who should have conformed to the culture of that particular day. Because first of all, their city in Jerusalem was overturned by the Babylonians. And the king of Babylon actually said that I want you to get people who have no physical defect, 
who are handsome, who are intelligent, who are easy to understand, come and serve me. So as a result, in an attempt to break down the Jewish culture that Daniel and his friend, Daniel and his friends had, this is what the Babylonians did. They taught Daniel and his friends the Babylonian language and literature. The king assigned them for special daily meals, and they changed their Jewish names to Babylonian names. For example, Daniel changed to Belteshazzar, Hananiah to Shadrach, Mishael changed to Meshach, and Azariah changed to Abednego. And if we were to look at Daniel um, 1 verse 8, it says this. So when the king actually offered them a special meal for this, um, offered them a particular strict diet to be on, the Bible says this, but Daniel resolved not to defy himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for, um, he asked the chief official um, for permission. So let me read that again. But Daniel resolved not to defy himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord the king who assigned your food and drink. Why should you look worse than all the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. So essentially the official was saying that if you do not conform and actually drink this food and wine, then you are going to look worse off than all the younger men. And that's what the world actually believes. That in order for, like, for us who actually trust God, we will be worse off. That's what they say. The world says that if you walk in integrity, you will get trampled and you will fall behind. It says if you walk in purity, you will not have fun. And it says if you trust in God, then you're deluded and you'll end up being disappointed. But how many of us know that that's not true? That that is actually a lie? And we actually read on the story of Daniel. It says this. Daniel said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishan, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate royal food. So the guards looked away, um, took their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. These four young men gave God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand dreams and visions of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and he found none, to, he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishan, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them. He found them 10 times better than all the officials and the enchanters in his kingdom. So because Daniel decided not to defile himself, the Bible said that the king himself found them and his friends 10 times better than any of the, younger, than any of the other young men. Amen? 
And I remember um, a few years ago when I was in university, um, I remember when um, I actually decided and I said that there's some things that in my prayer time um, that I really just felt like God was speaking to me, where he says, Wale, I want you to cut some things off. And if I was being honest, I didn't see these things as sin, if, if, if I'm being honest. I didn't see these things as sin, but I just felt like the Lord was um, telling me to cut some of these things off. I remember one of the things was um, the Lord said, I, I want you to stop raving. And um, the second thing, the Lord said, there's some certain shows that I don't want you to watch anymore. And um, I remember telling the Lord that, why, why, why me? It's not like um, I do anything in these raves. And it's not like, um, it's, it's like, and these shows are so entertaining. They're so interesting. But the Lord said to me, he says, I want to have your heart. And I want to have your mind. And I want you to see me clearly. And in order for you to see me clearly, to be sensitive to me, I need you to cut these things off. And I remember a few months later, um, after I had cut some of these things off, one of my friends who was not a Christian, he said to me, and I think I've shared it before, but he said to me, well, it's something I've noticed about you is that you're mentally free. And I was completely shocked by what he says, and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, everyone knows it, that you're mentally free. And I was surprised, but that's the actually, um, that's the fruit of when we say that, God, I give you my life. I give you my life, and I will partner with you to actually cut these things from my life. It becomes so tangible to other people that they start to ask questions about your God. They start to ask questions about the peace that you live in. And like I said, the reality is, by you putting your faith in Jesus Christ, by you following his narrative, you're not worse off. And the value is this. You have peace with yourself and God. You have a sound mind, healing mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, clarity and divine perspective for the future, kindness, self-control, faith in hardship, joy in all seasons, and ability to forgive and others, and a heart to love and so much more. And my prayer is that I don't know what it is for us in particular, but I really feel like for all of us in this room, 2020 is going to be a year where the Lord says that in order for me to progress you forward, this has to go. And my petition is, is to partner with him and say that, God, you are worth my all. You are worth my everything. Your son died for me. And if this area of my life, if you want it gone, then so be it. Amen.